Half-Baked Marketing Ideas is our show where we take company suggestions from Twitter, LinkedIn, from social, and Kieran and I give a quick look at the website, we give a quick look at the business, and then we come up with some pretty crazy ideas that we would do if we were in that place of that business. And the reason that we love Half-Baked Marketing Ideas is because there's something that anybody listening can take away from these ideas. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Marketing Against the Green. I'm your co-host, Kit Bodner. I am joined by my co-host, Kieran Flanagan. Kieran, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing good. I actually have four ideas for one brand, and I have one that I need your help on because it is so half-baked that it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> it's not even in the oven yet? You need some, <laughs> no, you need some help turning the oven on, get it, get it going? It's basically cookie dough. I, lo- I love cookie dough, by the way. Like, I've never eat- had cookie dough. There you go, like random what? fact. I've what? never tried, never what? tried cookie what? dough. It's going to take me this whole episode to get over the fact that you haven't had cookie dough. Should have done but, cookie dough. Baked half-baked marketing idea for cookie dough. <laughs> yeah. There is no secret formula for scaling customer support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new HubSpot Service Hub, bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with AI-powered help desk, all so you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. Okay, so we got two companies we're talking about. We're going to talk about Athletic Greens today. We're going to talk about a company called Pavilion, uh, which is joinpavilion.com. We're going to start with Athletic Greens. It's a brand that a lot of people know, especially I think in the in the U.S., Kieran, and I think in the U.K. And, and a lot of markets, Athletic Greens is a very, very popular business. Can you tell us what Athletic Greens is and kind of give us your, your a few of your crazy half-baked marketing ideas for them. Yeah, this is a brand I have gone back and forth of becoming a customer because I have a nutritionist, so I have all of my supplements prescribed, so I didn't want to over-supplement, but it's basically comprehensive nutrition and gut health support in one simple scoop. Are you a customer, Kip? Because I suspect you probably I'm not are. a customer. I'm a customer of some similar products, but I'm not a customer of this. So like it's basically all of the vitamins and everything you need for gut support in a simple scoop. Pretty well-defined target market. It's people who listen to Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, Dr. Huberman, like <laughs> people who do CrossFit. <laughs> like it's take people in tech, right? All totally. share stories. And the re- and actually the reason they like it is, you know that you see them when you're like, 80 years old and you ha- you're taking a lot of medication and you have these little plastic capsules where you can put out the days of the week and yeah, your, your, your uh, little daily pill box. Yeah, yeah, my grandma pill has bo- one of those. So, uh, yeah I, I have one of those for my supplements actually because I would forget everything unless I <laughs> do things like that. And so when I travel, I went when I went to see you in Boston for like four or five days, I just had like a ton of those plastic yeah. things with supplements. So the beauty of it, like the greens that I could just bring that pack it's one scoop. Okay, so here here are my crazy ideas. I think they're in a really competitive, competitive market. I don't think they're the category leader, but they're an incredible brand. I think they do like 120, $150 million in revenue each and every year. And so I've got four ideas and they start at like very half-baked and then go like more mature. And so this is the one that I thought I would start with. All right, let's start with the cookie dough idea here. I was thinking, right, the real core value of the brand is the one simple scoop. Like it's the scoop, it's the one scoop, everything you need in a single scoop. Yeah. So I went on YouTube and I was like, I wonder what the most popular YouTube only cooking shows are, like specifically only available in YouTube. Oh, okay. And there's like YouTube cooking shows that get millions of subscribers, millions and millions of views. So it's a real thing on YouTube. So I was trying to validate it as this thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what Electric Green should do is start the one simple scoop cooking show where you can make 
a meal and all of the ingredients can be in a single scoop. <laughs> well, it would work better with juices, but juices are less. I actually looked at juices on there and they get way less traffic. And I was trying to do like, okay, well, you're a busy, because why would I do this, right? Think of the yeah. market. Busy people don't have a lot of time to cook, but eat healthy food. And so if you had like one single scoop of ingredients that you can make something healthy from, and it takes not a lot of time, ties into their value prop, hits their target consumers, and is actually a cool show that people would watch. But I didn't know how you could cook. All right, so I, I'm not a cook, <laughs> but I didn't know how you could cook something. And you're a cook. Could you do this? So, so how this do I do is this? An important <laughs> lesson. Don't come up with ideas about things you know nothing about. Kieran doesn't know anything about cooking. Well, so. I could cook scrambled eggs in a scoop, scrambled eggs and toast. Okay. I could put scrambled eggs and beans uh, all in a scoop. I have I have so many responses to this. So first of all, when you started down the one scoop path, I thought you were going in a different direction. You know where I thought you were going? Don't say ice cream. No, I thought you were going in the Willy Wonka idea. I thought you were talking about making like platinum scoops and gold scoops and different things and like hiding them in the athletic greens bag and making it like a contest to find mm, these crazy scoops. Hunts. And then those people would unlock like a lifetime supply to athletic greens and use their gold scoop to scoop out their athletic greens every morning, which would be cool. That'd be cool. So that's, that's where I originally thought you were going. So that's a bonus free idea for the folks at athletic greens. So I think it's less about the scoop and I would change the value prop, Karen. Okay. I, I think when you started with the talking about athletic greens, you're like, oh, it's this simple way to get like the vitamins and nutrition that you need. The scoop part is just like, oh, it's, it's, that makes it easier to manage, right? But it's like, you have this powder of stuff that you can kind of put in your coffee, your smoothie, whatever. And I would just have the YouTube cooking folks put it in crazy things. And like, this is, yeah, my, thinking, this, yeah. this, this yeah. is my idea. There's a guy called the pasta betch. It's B E T C H, <laughs> and Kieran, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. He has like three million subscribers. You have to go. I watch, I watch a show well, like every pasta week. Pasta is my favorite food, so I would actually go watch this. So it's, the, so it's this dude who cooks shirtless. He's ripped. Cooks shirtless in an apron, <laughs> and like cracks eggs on his forehead. Does all of the craziest, and and like he's had like a bunch of other famous YouTubers on with him, and it's just it's wild. Go go watch the show. I'm gonna watch the show. But like for example, they could pay him to like put the powder in the homemade pasta he's making, right? And like make a, t a twist on spinach pasta, and he cooks this like healthy breakfast pasta with an egg on top or something, right? And you get the greens, and you get the egg, and like that's the type of influencer partnerships that I think you're trying to get at is right. I think the hardest thing with any supplement company is how do you integrate it into somebody's daily lives and daily habits? And yeah. there's a great way to partner with these YouTube influencers and you picked the cooking folks to do that. So I think we've taken that from cookie dough and now it's in the oven and it's, it's starting to cook. I think that's the way to go is actually work with some of these great cooks and then integrated into those meals. So the second idea I think is more practical. So you mentioned it. What is the number one way that people integrate this into their daily habits? It's actually within smoothies. Yes, I love a smoothie. The green smoothie space. There are websites out there that get oh, yeah. millions and millions of visits. And so I, if I was led at Greens, I'm doing 150 million run rate. I'm valued at 1.2 billion. I know it's going, I like it. I would roll up three to four yes. of these sites and I would do 100 million in visits. Go buy up them green smoothie sites, baby. Yes. 
just buy up the green smoothies, integrate a lot of greens, and now you have a total, like, target demographic and a great way to integrate that into everyday people's life. Hold, 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 hold on. I, I want to make sure that people really understand what you're talking about there. There are a bunch of individuals who own websites that have really popular green smoothie recipes. And he is saying, go to those individuals, buy the websites if you're Athletic Greens, own them, do all the ads on those sites as Athletic Greens, and integrate Athletic Greens into the recipes on that site. Is that that is what you're saying, correct? That is, that is what I'm saying. And you have a whole media arm now around the thing that people mostly use to integrate their scoop of athletic greens into. I want to talk about a very important factor in this move. Let's say you buy a green smoothie website for $100,000. You pay them $100,000 cash up front, but in terms of your accounting and expense for the business yes, that really impacts yes, yes, your yes. numbers, you amortize that over the lifetime, which is normally like five to seven years. So say five years, which means you're really only accounting for $20,000 out of your budget right. every year for the next five years. And that is an amazing arbitrage opportunity because if you keep growing, you're paying a cheaper price because you have more money to, to basically pay that amortize that expense over over the lifetime of the business. And that is a very important distinction and gives you a little bit of CFO conversation to have when you're talking about some of these roll-up ideas that Kieran's, Kieran's sharing. Yes, that's a great point. Way better than just like continuing on the hamster wheel of like paid, yes. paid spend. You actually have a real asset that you can extract a lot of value from. Okay, my third one is genius. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. Did, did you just call your shot? Are you like, wait, my, my neck, I've, I've just I'll been like toying with everybody. My next I mean, idea is freaking Come on. All right, well, I have good go. ideas. Let's go. All right. Athletic Green are going to run this incredible campaign in the next world championships for athletics. And it's going to be called Paint an Athlete Green. <laughs> And what they're going to do, right? Oh, my there's God. This, there's, this guy called, here? there's this guy called Mondo Duplantless. He is the Usain Bolt of pole vaulting. I don't know if you ever watched this guy. He's incredible. He's the Usain Bolt of pole vaulting. Yeah, he's like. I love pole vaulting. I, I, he, I pole vaulted in high school. It's fun. You pole vaulted? Did you really yeah, pole vault? Yeah, in high school. It's yeah, scary. I got to like 12 I, feet, man. Oh, I've never done that. I've never tried it. It looks too scary. It's really, it's, it's crazy hard, honestly. So he's he's like Usain Bolt, right? Keeps breaking the world record, keeps breaking the world record. He owns all the, all the different variations of the world record. And so what he is going to do, Kip, he's going to turn up to this championship. He's going to be head to foot green. <laughs> no, one, no one's going to know why, but they're going to have a website with his name going green. Why is Monto de Plantis going green? And it's going to be a campaign website all about Aletta Greens. Paint an app, an athlete green. Uh, what a great brand why campaign. Why don't you pick the pole vault guy for this, by He's the way? He's the, like the, the star of athletics right now. Like he is one of the most recognizable people. Um, to the pole vaulting fans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't. No, he like, he like, He's brought pole vaulting and like, I don't know anything about pole vaulting yeah. until this guy came on the scene. And so I think he would get the most chatter online of like, why is he painted green, so, right? So this is a good lesson for everybody listening. You're saying like, take the attributes of the product as well as the one of the core brand attributes, the color green, and then bring it to the, and use that to identify with, with a key influencer. And because the value prop of this product, athletic greens, it's right in the title. You want to align with like an athletic influencer to do that. Still their target yeah. market. It's people who care about health. Uh, I'm on board. With, I'm on board with that idea. I think. I think that'd be sweet. I think if you do that, you need to figure out a way to sponsor the pole vaulting mat to have your logo, so that when oh, they're doing the yeah, overshot that, of yeah, him, yeah, 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 you yeah, have the green dude it. landing in on like the athletic greens logo would be sick. That, uh, that's a lot of YouTube content right there. That's the that's the unlock. Yeah, 
I think so. That would blow up, right? Like oh, totally. people are going to talk about it. And, and that's what you want. Last one, again, you can see all of these are trying to tie into different value props. This one ties into the fact that I think a big reason that people use the leather greens is because of business travel. I just mentioned you can bring it with you, easy to use when you're away from uh, home and can stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And so what I looked into was a business travel show, right? Oh, on interesting. YouTube, because you have all of these different travel shows but they're mostly for like vacation. And so I started looking on YouTube. There's a really amazing channel actually that's a very differentiated travel show. It's called Sailing La Vagabond. There's just Australian couple and they are just traveling around the globe in a sailboat. Um, and they have 1.7 million subscribers. Each and every video gets millions and millions of views. So I think Aletic Green should figure out how to create the first business travel show for YouTube for okay. people who are business travelers, make it really fun, make it really interesting. And again, ties into their core value prop of like always bringing your athletic greens. What you want to do is really lean into, hey, if you're traveling for business, you need a lot of greens. That's the way you're going to stay healthy on your trips. And then you can have this travel show tie into that good hotels, great restaurants. Like what do people look for when they're on those business trips. I mean, first of all, I know this is a pitch for Athletic Greens, but like the business travel YouTube show would kill. How do we not have like a great a business, business yeah. travel show? I, I don't know. This is just a complete aside. Like I want to watch that. Yeah, I would watch like, that. Like somebody who has to do business travel, like yeah. I would watch that all the time. I would watch the business travel YouTube show while business traveling. Yeah, get your get your recommendation. You're only in because you're only in the place for a small amount of time yes. and you're in work. And so like get in the restaurant recommendations, get in the hotel recommendation for a good sleep. Where do I work out? That's a big thing when you're yes. business travel. Like usually you end up with crappy gyms in the hotels. Totally. Where can I just quickly get a good gym on the way there. So what's interesting with that, I'm, I thought you were going in a different direction, Kieran, that I think would also work that I want to get your feedback on. I thought you were going to say, hey, Athletic Greens, go to the airline clubs and the hotels and provide packets of Athletic oh, Greens that's, that's, in all yeah, of those yeah, yeah. key locations for the business travelers to start them building that habit and then buying the product. That's good. I love that. That would crush, dude. I love that. That would work. You get your complimentary pack. Yeah. You get your complimentary pack in your hotel. You dump it in your coffee, your oatmeal, your water or whatever. You drink it. And you're like, oh, I, I feel way better. Why aren't they doing that? That's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. See? It's a no brainer. Instead of getting like weird. That is a fully baked idea, baby. Instead of getting these kind of weird sweets and things you get, like why not have something? That's what hotels should do. First of all, business hotels should give you water. Can we just say like business hotels <laughs> should give you give people water? Like right, don't oh, make no, me beg eat. for water. Like yeah. it's like it's. But don't give me crisps and chocolate bars. Like that's not the that's not what business travelers want. Like this is actually a really good thing for brands to get into is actually being that kind of welcome pack. And you know where I would start, Kieran, is that there's a lot of business hotels like you're in the U.S. Like your kind of three and four star hotels or Hampton Inns and stuff that don't have room service. Like if you're at a nice hotel, they'll charge you 20 bucks for a green smoothie, you know, and they'll rake you over the coals for that. But if a hotel doesn't have room service, they don't have like, oh, I need a green smoothie in the morning fix. And so this is what right. the, the, the the one person with uh, that's going out and doing these deals could crush it for Athletic Greens. Like one human. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we gave them some half-baked and some fully baked ideas. Oh, fully baked. Uh, the folks on Athletic Greens, let us know what you think of our ideas. Hit us up at Kit Bodner on Twitter, at Search Brad on Twitter. Oh, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Kieran, do we need to share that already? We're live on YouTube! Oh, we're live on YouTube. We're Go live check on it out on YouTube, YouTube. baby.
I forgot to wear, I was going to wear a good jumper today and I forgot that we were live on YouTube. I need to step up. I was actually, I have a whole range of jumpers I'm going to buy for the YouTube game. So please go rate my jumpers on YouTube. Marketing against the grain on YouTube. Go check it out. Go check it out. Okay. Kieran, are you ready for business number two? Yes. All right. It is a company called Pavilion and the website is joinpavilion.com. And Pavilion is a membership community for go-to-market professionals. And go-to-market professionals are like sales professionals, marketing professionals, customer success professionals, and what you would call revenue operation professionals, people who do like the data and systems work to enable enable those other three functions. And we we know the folks at Pavilion, they, they left a comment on, on my LinkedIn post looking for half-baked marketing ideas companies. And they're like, please, we'd, lo- we'd love your feedback. And so if you go to the Pavilion website, the Pavilion website has uh, the Pavilion has a couple of product offerings. One, they have a community where you can hang out with other like-minded leaders in your industry. So if you're a marketer, you can hang out with other marketing leaders and, and interact with them. And then they have kind of an academy kind of certification part of that business where you can go and get, you know, continuing education and certified. And that's what this business is. And so what are we going to do if we're them to really break out and grow this business. I think, you know, I think they're doing a, a meaningful amount of revenue. They're in double digit millions, not three digit millions, I think. And so how, how do we help them get to that kind of three digit million kind of level? I, I'm going to start with kind of a basic idea, which is like any company that is trying to make money off of certifications, the number one thing you have to do is go build partnerships with companies. Yeah. You need to create the other side of the marketplace. Pavilion should have a part, uh, should just play the whole SEO game that like, I want to work at blank. I want to work at Microsoft. Whatever, like put in, put in a company and here are the certifications that, and these certifications match with these jobs, right? So take these certifications and in taking that, and as soon as you completed them, we auto notify Microsoft and like you get uh, enrolled to be considered for a role at Microsoft, right? By just kind of going through this like company verticalized experience. Nobody's right. actually pulled this off. And, no. and and you could take like the Glassdoor approach to jobs where like for folks who don't know Glassdoor.com, employees leave like ratings and stuff. It's like Yelp, but for, for companies. And what Pavilion should and could do is basically have a page for every company and match certifications to the highest amount of job openings in that company and then allow people to basically facilitate that whole process on that one page. They've created the liquidity. They have to create the payback, right? They have to create the reason that those certificates need to exist in the market. Yeah, people just don't go go and take certifications for the sake of certifications, right? They want to learn, they want to get better and everything, and they want to some cash money outcome. That's why we do those things, right? Like people want some payback. Are you saying that they should then be able to manage the whole job process on a single page or just like, like you be able to chat with Microsoft? I'm saying that they should have a page where the certifications map to a subset of jobs that sends an automated signal to Microsoft. To those hiring? And to, for, for those people to get reached out to by the Microsoft recruiting team. In this, right. in this, you know, example, and that to me is handling that whole thing, the whole process on one page. It then goes right. from that page to an email engagement, likely between the individual and the recruiter. But that all happens on that very focused page, and then they crush the SEO game and basically become the next number two listing o- uh, under the company 
slash page for those jobs, right? And, right. you know, so if you pick a company that you might be focused on 10 different jobs, you have a page for each of those jobs, you match the course, course to each of those jobs, you play that long tail SEO game, it will work. The big thing there is uh, they need to get buy-in from the companies of why their certificates matter. Well, they need to co-create the certifications yeah. with the companies of like, this right. is the specific things I need these people to learn. Yeah, because the companies need to care about their certificates. Like at any meaningful education company, it's like how valuable the certificates really truly are. There's actually the opposite ends of the spectrum. There's the Udemy, which I think Udemy is actually, I just want to learn something. Like yeah. you're not going to get a job because you did a U Udemy course. Udemy is more skill versus skill. like full certification, yeah. right? There's different yeah. levels of learning. Yeah, and then there's a certificate, which is like, I expect to get a meaningful promotion or a new job because of this certificate that I'm taking. Totally. So idea one for Pavilion is like, how do you match those employers and the certifications really well? Then the next version of that, before I go on to like kind of the community part, is I would do like the world's craziest business skills as a, as a campaign. I would, would try to take it from these boring... I'm saying this, this is what I do every day. So I'm boring. Um, skills and marketing and sales and, then like, and the, those types of things. And say like, you know, I would go and find like the best PowerPoint designer in the world and like have a competition for them to create a course for the best sales presentation. And I would pay them like, you know, a hundred thousand dollar reward or something. I would do a whole contest campaign about some of the crazy skills and ideas that are kind of like buzzy as, but, but still connected to the core skills that I'm trying to educate people on. Do you agree with that? That's a little weird. Do you, what do you think about that? So you want to take elements of someone's role yes. and try to create a campaign that people would be excited by. So PowerPoint is a good example because it's yes. visual. Yes. And so anyone can kind of critique a PowerPoint. Brand is a good example for marketers, like create the best brand strap line. Yeah. And so I think that's cool, right? Because you can take elements of the role, but celebrate those elements in a more public way, right? Sales yes. is a really good example. There's some roles that I think are undervalued and are not celebrated in the ways that other roles are, are celebrated. Like if there's a stack rank of how we celebrate things, like entrepreneurs yeah. definitely at the very top. And then there's certain roles that are way down the bottom. And I think what you're saying is, hey, we should celebrate all roles have intrinsic value and we should celebrate that value. And so I like that. How do we celebrate those? How do we celebrate every role in a really yes. creative way, but shine the light that there's value in everything, right? There's value in everything that people do uh, to grow the business and maybe like be the supporter of the underrepresented roles, right? Yeah. The, the roles that do not get the fanfare. That, that, that's the game. Kind of hero them, make them a big deal, make them flashier than they would otherwise be. I think I think it would work. The, the other part of the pavilion business, Kieran, is like the community aspect of it. And one of the things that I think they should obviously do, and that I'm, uh, you know, I think if you are a community business, you would say, oh, how do I do everything possible to drive people back to this paid community? And this, this show is all about the counterintuitive way. And the number one thing I would do to drive people back to my paid community is to go participate on all the other free communities, right? And, and most people are not going to think to do that. And what I mean by that is I've been spending a lot of time on Reddit, sidebar, Kieran. I don't know if you've been spending a lot of time on Reddit. Reddit is, on the AI, AI subreddit. Yep. Fascinating. Some of those subreddits are are, are amazing. And, and I just, I'm bullish on Reddit long-term. As, as a much bigger business than I probably ever thought it could be. But that's an aside. For example, if you're the folks at Pavilion, you have some of your community members, anytime there's a, a great sales or marketing or, or, or related thread on Reddit or LinkedIn or any of those communities, 
you have like a hive of your community members, go and post the most valuable answers to that. But you have them kind of like sign it that like with their name, if they're a member of the pavilion community. And over time, people are gonna be like, oh, all the best answers are from people who are part of this community. I have to go and check out this community. I have to go and belong to this community. If you have a paid community, it has to have prestige. It has right. to have credibility. And so you need to be able to find ways to showcase that prestige and credibility. And one of those is participating on other communities. Another one is celebrating your members who go and take super high profile jobs and do summary things like, mm, oh, yeah. eight of the last 10 public company CMOs that were hired were pavilion members. And you right. talk about them and you tell their stories and it's like, oh, well, I want to be a public company CMO. So like, I clearly need to join pavilion because that's where I get the knowledge and the like networking to actually go and make that happen. So the first part is like ambassadors who, who are active within the community community yes. as a whole. And the second part is, which I think is everything for them, which is there's like real payoff here. And how do I show that payoff? One one thing that I is a variation of some of your ideas that I do think would crush for them is <laughs> yes, they're, please. They're, they're go-to-market, right? They're like a go-to-market community. And most founders, what they do at different stages of investment is they go try find advisors. Yes, I love this idea. I know where you're going. Go, right. Go. And so they're like, oh, I have to go find a marketing advisor. I have to go find, now I need a sales advisor. And so what I what I would do is I would allow companies to come into my community and build a small niche, a small group just for them and be able to like put some of those go-to-market advisors from that community, give them advisory opportunities, basically match yeah. advisory roles or get founders to come to find their advisors in that community, but then actually allow them to create a small subgroup so they can actually interact with those advisors within that community. So own, yeah. that, own that whole thing, discovery of advisors, management of that advisory relationship, and then the communication between advisors and the founder. So the founder can actually build a small go-to-market team for each stage of their investment, right? I love that. Because the thing with advisors is like, they outgrow them, right? Like the, the advisors who help you get to like series A or B. But if you actually have a community of people with diverse skills, then you could actually have them swap out those advisors at each stage. Well, I've done my series A, B. Hey, who in the community can now help me get to C? And there's some sort of shared fee that everyone can benefit on yeah. if that company is successful. So that's the other thing that I would think about for them. I would embellish your idea a little bit, Kieran. And I would say the number one thing for founders, and I know that there are a ton Lots and lots of founders that listen to this pod. What is what is your number one request, Kieran, from founders? One of mine is, hey, can you just talk to this person I'm trying to hire to run marketing for 45 minutes and tell me if they're right. good? It's good, right? Like that is a very popular one, and it would be great if it was like, hey, Pavilion, you have this network of people. Could I like pay for their annual membership right. or something in exchange for them spending an hour talking to my lead candidate that I'm considering right. making a really me meaningful job offer to and them giving me their unbridled feedback, both positive and constructive around that person and where it needs to. Can they take yes. that and maybe like 30 minutes to debrief with me and I'll cover the cost of their membership for the next year and you know, and we'll have an advice, a conversation if they should be, a, you know, like a longer term advisor. I think that's a win-win for everybody involved, right? A hundred percent. I think founders would love that, being able to like pick the right person and use that person as a sounding board for their candidates. So I think that, I think that would kill for them. I think there's that. And then I think the, the last thing I would say for Pavilion is all those people that they serve, sales leaders, marketing leaders and the like, what, are, what do we have in common? We are deeply, deeply competitive people. And you know what I would do, Kieran? I would make the go-to-market Olympics 
and I would have some like, public <laughs> competition across my community to gauge who is the best at certain skills uh, in marketing and sales and who has and who is like the master. And then from that, like declare winners and use the publicity for that to get a bunch of people interested in joining my community. Go to market leaderboards. Yeah, but not even like a leaderboard, but like, hey, I think these are the five best people at writing sales emails. And we are going to do a public like a live event around their approach to writing sales emails. We have a clear way to determine who is the winner. Like they're going to send 10 and whoever gets, you know, the highest percent back or open rate back or whatever wins. Like, I think that would work. I think that would crush. I think if you could pull that off where there's a clear methodology to, to on how the winners are picked versus just like, we think these are the best. I think that would kill crush for sure. I, I, um, I, I completely people, agree. People love competition. Everyone who's in tech loves to compete. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's totally true. So those are some ideas for Pavilion. I thought our athletic green uh, greens ideas and Pavilion ideas were amazing. I am still like really deeply saddened by today and the fact that Kieran has never had cookie dough. I am going to make a pledge to everybody listening that when when Kieran and I are together in person again, I am going to ask him to to have a bite of cookie dough. And I, you know what I'm going to do, Kieran? I'm going to record your first bite of cookie dough and put that, it on the YouTube. On YouTube. I'm, going to put it, I'm going to put your cookie dough reaction on YouTube. I'll buy some this weekend and I will do it next week when, you, when okay. we are doing the shows. I'll okay. buy some this weekend. We'll, we, we, this we'll, week. do it, we'll do it on a, a show live so that you can all, everybody can watch it on YouTube. Kieran's first cookie dough experience. Cookie dough experience. I, I am shocked and appalled and sad for him that he has not had cookie dough yet. What what flavor are there? Like different flavors. What one? Chocolate I get? chip chocolate cookie dough would be the okay. most prototypical type of cookie dough to try. All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And this this is how Kieran like makes himself sick because he'll end up eating like a whole tub. I'm gonna, gonna eat it all. It. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Darren, you are you're not uh, from the the American. You're not American, Darren. Like, you American? what are you? Are you, <laughs> you are you in the cookie dough? What are you doing? Are you eating some cookie dough over there? We should try chocolate chip cookie dough with athletic greens mixed in it. And see how oh, it there you go. Oh, Darren's, Darren's pulling out. Darren's He's pulling out the half-baked ideas. He's pulling out the half-baked ideas. Producer Derry coming in with the fire. Yeah. Okay. So this was another episode of Half-Baked Marketing Ideas. Hit us up on Twitter at Kit Bonner at Search Brat, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a comment on the brand spanking new YouTube channel. YouTube. Or other companies that we should talk about on future episodes of Half-Baked Marketing Ideas. And until next time, this has been Marketing Against the Grain.